Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm the guy you've chosen to listen to today. RJ Bates the third. Today's episode is called Shut Up and Get Out of Your Own Way. And I know last week was the first week back on the podcast. It had been a while since I recorded a podcast. And I promised you that you wouldn't just have to listen to me this week. We would have a guest. But a couple of things were really kind of weighing on me. And I just wanted to address them before we get back into interviewing other investors from across the country. And, and a lot of this goes back to my experience during the 50-50-50 challenge. Um, so you'll have to excuse me. That was a, a massive part of my life for the past three months. And I learned a lot during it. And I feel like I should share the, the knowledge and the wisdom that I got from being a part of that, um, interacting with people from across the country on a daily basis. And that's really the, the basis of today's podcast is the interaction that I had with all of the different people that showed up daily or either just came in either one or two times just to ask a bunch of questions. And so that's what I want to talk about today is that interaction and what I mean by shut up and get out of your own way. So, uh, Full transparency, I'm going to be as blunt as I can be today. I'm going to be as real and authentic as I could be, and it might not be suitable for children. So that's your warning right now, okay? Don't don't hold it against me. I warned you up front. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is, is what I mean by shut up and get out of your own way. And what I saw was throughout the 50-50-50 challenge is, there was people coming in to watch me during that. Obviously, they wanted to learn something. They wanted to gain some sort of knowledge. And they had the opportunity to pretty much ask me any question that they wanted to ask me. But there was a lot of repeated questions. And, and that's what led me to feel like I needed to, to share my feelings about it. A lot of the people that watched the 50-50-50 said, it was RJ Rants, right? So today's podcast is pretty much just going to be a, a however many minutes, 20, 30 minute long rant, okay? And, and I'm not complaining. What I'm trying to do is instill in you the same feelings that I had, the same feelings about these topics, these issues, these repeated questions that came to me that led to me not concerning myself with those those little tiny issues, those those questions that people had, the, the things that are holding them back from the success that's right at their fingertips. This business, specifically the wholesaling side of things, can be really simple or you could really overcomplicate it. And what I want to do today is, is take away all of the overcomplication and just keep it simple, stupid, Okay. So the first question, probably my least favorite question that I received during the 50-50-50 challenge was, 
RJ, what are you doing about the opt-out messages in your SMS texting? Okay, so for those of you that might not do SMS texting for, for marketing, or don't know what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, and, and I've got it right here on my computer, and I'll, I'll pull this up, is now some carriers, phone carriers, and what I mean by that is, is that's the AT&Ts, the Sprints, the Verizons. When you're sending out mass text messages, they are now requiring you to have an opt-out message at the end of your initial text. So I'm going to use an example. I'm going to read it. This is directly from my batch leads SMS campaign. It says, hi, Adam. Did you get the voicemail I left? I want to make sure I have the right info. If not interested, just reply, quit. So the opt-out message is there is right there at the end. If not interested, just reply, quit. And what that allows them to do is if they reply quit, it immediately moves them to the DNC list. You can never text them again. It's over. Okay. Now, this rolled out probably the second or third day of my 50-50-50 challenge. Okay. This was unknown to me. No one from Batch told me this was going to happen. And... The reason why this happened is because the carrier mandated that Batch do this, okay? And so immediately, people started freaking out. Oh, my God. So many people I just text automatically said quit or end or whatever it was. And they got moved to the auto DNC list. This really concerned a lot of people. They got caught up in it. If you watched my 50-50 challenge, what you saw was I did not concern myself with it for one second. Not one second. I just kept going. And there were so many people, so many posts, because Batch gave me the opportunity to broadcast all of my lives every single day in their Facebook group. So in order to do that, what StreamYard, the, the platform that I was going live on every day, um, requires is that you become an admin of any Facebook group that you want to post in. So Batch had to make me an admin of their group. So what that means is, is I actually got to see every single post inside of Batch's Facebook group. And it just, it blew up the first couple of days. Everybody, what are, what are we going to do? How do I avoid this? And they just became so concerned with it. And it, it blew my mind because I'm literally going live every single day and I'm, I'm getting deals. I'm getting deals. And so many people just stopped what they were doing and they had to figure it out. Well, there was a workaround of this and it's called Twilio. Okay, now I'm not going to say I'm an expert at, at the, what this workaround was, because, again, remember, I didn't concern myself with this. Uh, but you could go to Twilio. You could set up an account. Somehow it integrates with your batch uh, leads SMS system and you can remove doffed out messages. Also, apparently, it's a little bit cheaper to do this costs less to send out per text. 
I don't know what the cost is. I, I think I I pay one cent per text. I think it moves you down to like 0.7 cents per text. Massive savings, right? Now, while other people were trying to figure out how to set up their Twilio account and save that little bit of money and then not be compliant to the carrier's request, um, I was out buying multiple houses. Because here's the thing, with the opt-out messages, it's basically a filtration filtration system for you where it's it's automatically telling the people if you're not interested just type quit now prior to this what would happen is those sellers would tell you fuck off leave me alone no i don't want to sell my house but you felt good about that i guess you wanted that the people, the actual motivated sellers, the ones that we're trying to reach, they ignore the opt-out message. They respond. We make them an offer. They accept it. We then wholesale the property and we make money. That's how this works. Are there motivated sellers that opt out? Sure, absolutely. That's okay. Guess what? There's motivated sellers that received your text message that never responded to you. They'll probably be more responsive to something like a cold call or direct mail or door knock. There's always a reason. There's always a motivated seller that you didn't reach. You're concerning yourself with something that you shouldn't concern yourself with. Shut up. Get out of your own way. Why are you worried about these things? You're literally making your company TCPA compliant. You're compliant with the carrier, what they're requiring. Guess what? SMS marketing is skyrocketing. Everybody's doing it. The carriers are only going to become more and more strict. And eventually, they're all going to require the opt-out messages. I don't have to worry about that. Batch is taking care of that for me. They're going to tell me now Verizon forces you to do it. Now T-Mobile forces you to do it. Doesn't matter to me at all. Whatever Batch says I have to do here with the opt-out messages, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to buy a shit ton of houses. And we're not going to concern ourselves because I'm not going to get in my own way. The next favorite question that I got during the 50-50-50 challenge was Propelio or PropStream? Okay. Now, this is funny because if you watched any of these, I have a clear-cut favorite in this, and that's Propelio. Why? I feel like the user interface, the user experience is better there. I feel like the comps are more accurate. I feel like it's a better, more intuitive system for an investor, someone that likes to work at a fast pace like I do with the comping system and how it automatically saves the comps. And anybody in my team can go back and see what I was thinking. It automatically saves all of your searches of all of the properties you've ever wanted to comp before. Unlike PropStream where you have to save it and move it to a list and and even then, it's just it's very difficult to, to comp those properties and actually analyze it in com comparison 
to the user experience of Propelio. But here's what I ask you. If you're one of those people that wants to know Propelio or PropStream, why not both? I use both, and I have a clear-cut favorite here. But they offer many different things. This is, I'm only talking about one aspect of those systems, and that's the comp pulling part of it. But I feel like PropStream is better at pulling cash buyers lists. We utilize that to dispo properties. I feel like it's very effective. We've been able to dispo properties in markets we've never been in before because we're pulling cash buyers lists. We're skip tracing them. And then we're doing SMS marketing to them. And it works. Why are you concerning yourself? They're both $99, $98 a month products. Why are you so concerned over saving $98 or $99 a month when they're both great systems, fully functional, that can add tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue a year? Shut up. Get out of your own way. Try it out. Propelio has a 14-day free trial. I'm sure PropStream has something similar. I'm going to put links to both of them in there, and I am asking everyone that's watching this right now, sign up for both of those and decide if one's better than, than the other for your business, then stick with that one. But why not give both systems a try? For example, when I went to Vermont, okay, Propelio could not pull comps there. They have no MLS access. I don't know all of the reasons, but you could not pull comps there. So I had to use PropStream. Now, here's the difference. Here in Texas, Propelio comps are straight from the MLS. They're extremely accurate. PropStream, however, they're not accurate here. They're off base by a large margin. So sometimes, depending on the market you're in, one is better than the other. But if you're wanting to do virtual wholesaling and be all across the, the United States, or if you're just going to be in a handful of different markets, why not give both of the systems a try? See which one works better for you, but don't concern yourself with these. You're, you're making a, a mountain over a molehill. It's a, such a small expense. You can pull lists in there for motivated sellers from two from two different systems that have two different criterias in there. You can pull cash buyers. You can use the comping systems. I personally loved having the option to be able to comp on both of the different systems in the different markets. And there was never a situation in which I was in a market that I was unable to comp a prop property because... I wasn't fearful of the $99 a month cost. And that is what allowed us to do as many deals in all 50 states, minus Utah. Screw you, Utah. But we were still able to do marketing there and we were still able to comp properties and do a proper analysis of those properties. Sign up, Tr give both of the systems a try. They're beautiful systems, and they've helped us make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars because of how good of systems they are.
The next thing that people ask me on a regular basis, they would come in. Never seen them comment on this before. They could ask me any question, which, by the way, a small little side rant about this before I get to the question. I see people right now. Pace Morby has a 990 challenge going on. And one of the things that he's doing is, is he's doing two 30-minute Zoom call, one-on-one Zoom calls with random people from across the country. He's choosing the 14 people during his Sunday night service calls. He's choosing 14 people. He then does a Zoom call one-on-one with you for 30 minutes. I see people freaking out about this. It's so amazing. I get to have a one-on-one call with Pace Morby, and I agree. I think Pace is a very genuine man, very knowledgeable. He has a lot of wisdom to share. Now, what I will say is, I had people come on and watch my 50-50-50 challenge. I have people that listen to every single one of my podcasts that are released. They obviously find wisdom and, and gain knowledge by listening to, to my content as well. They could ask me any questions they want, just like you can ask Pace Morby any question during your one-on-one Zoom call. And these are some of the questions that were being asked. These are the, the questions that people thought If they ask me these questions, this is what's going to move the needle for their business. And the question was, what list are you pulling, RJ? What list? I hate this question. It doesn't matter. I repeat, the list does not matter. Okay, now let me explain the reason why I feel this way. Okay, we saw that in day three, when I was in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I then went and pulled a pre foreclosure list in Edmond, Oklahoma. It had the highest response rate out of any list that I pulled in all 53 days of going live. I think it, it had an over 50% response rate, okay? Over 50% of the people responded to me one way or another. We did not get one lead from that. Now, we go pull the most generic list that you could ever pull, high equity absentee owners. We get a 20% response rate in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But we got three deals. Three contracted deals that we've dispoed and we cashed checks, okay? The list does not matter, okay? And you're probably sitting there and you're listening to me right now and you're like, but it does. What you just told me was the pre-foreclosure list that got you this massive response rate that cost you money because every time someone responds to you, Ding, you get charged. Ding, you get charged. You made zero dollars off of that, RJ. Doesn't the list matter? No. Because then we turn around and we pulled the pre-foreclosure list in another market. Then we got deals off of it. We pulled high equity absentee lists in other markets and we got nothing from it. See, you get so wrapped up thinking that because it works one time or because you got three deals from this list in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that when you go to Little Rock, Arkansas, it's going to work. Or that next month, when you need to pull more data in your one market that you're working in, if you pull the same list, it's going to work again. No, these are real life people. 
that we're helping, that we're dealing with. Just because they're a high equity absentee owner doesn't mean they're going to have motivation. And just because they are under in a pre-foreclosure status doesn't mean they're not going to be motivated. It's all about turning on the lights as much as you possibly can and getting in front of as many people as you possibly can and trying to solve their problem. Maybe I did a poor job of trying to solve those people's problems in Edmond, Oklahoma. And maybe I did a fantastic job of solving the people's problems in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the high equity absentee owners. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe when I sent out those text messages to the people in Edmond, Oklahoma, maybe it just wasn't a good time for them. Maybe when I reached out to the one or two people that were willing to sell their house that day, maybe they just lost their job. Maybe they just found out their kid got suspended from school or some other terrible news that they just didn't want to deal with it right now. But two days later, my competitor reaches out to them and now they're willing to deal with it. And they sold their house to them. There's so many outside things that can influence the situation, our marketing. If you get concerned with what list is going to work and which list isn't going to work, you're always going to be concerned about that. It's about going in and getting in front of as many people as possible. Obviously, when you're pulling your data, you need to put some kind of form of motivation in there. You don't want to just text message every single person, every single house in a neighborhood. There has to be some sort of motivation there. But don't get so concerned about this that you basically put yourself in a corner where your, your analysis paralysis, you're handicapping yourself, and you don't do anything. Don't concern yourself with that. Just turn the lights on and make sure as many people as possible know that you're there to solve their problem and you want to buy their house. The next question, which this just blew my mind, about two, three weeks into the challenge, people started asking me on a regular basis, how many deals do you have? How many deals do you have? And so... Down at the bottom where you see, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you'll see it says half off your first month using batch leads, promo code titanium. I had that running every single day, right? Every single day. And then I, I would change it to where it would have the state abbreviation and then a number next to it. OH for Ohio, one. MO for Missouri, two. And that was telling everybody how many executed contracts we had in each state. Now, towards the middle end of this, the numbers are getting ridiculous. I mean, it was a lot of contracts. We were very successful throughout the campaign. I think the total number ended up being 86 contracts through the 53 days, which two of those days we didn't even get to do marketing through. So it was really 51 days. People would come on, and this was the question they would ask me. Is batch leads worth the cost they're sitting there staring at a banner running down at the bottom showing 86 contracts in 51 days 
and they're wanting to know, is the cost worth it? Is it worth the investment, RJ? I'm a very simple-minded investor. I look at it and I say, I ran the numbers and it was basically if I did everything that I could possibly do, upload as many contacts as I think is 2 million contacts a month. If I pull leads in in uh, my batch account, which let me look at this real quick. I can pull it up right here on my computer. Let me look at this. I can pull 50,000 leads within the batch lead system. And then I can send 5,000 texts a day. Okay. I think if I did that every single day, it would have cost me somewhere around $2,700 for the month. I think at one point in time, we looked at it in our system. And if we sold every single property that we contracted for the assignment fee that we thought we were going to, which... Okay, granted, we're not going to, okay? There's going to be properties that fall out. We we found out this morning one of our Kentucky properties we went and looked at. It's, we, we're not going to be able to sell it. It's in far worse shape. That's okay. Now, there's going to be other properties we sell exactly what we thought we we're going to make. There's going to be other properties we thought we we're going to make a $20,000 assignment. We make a $7,000 assignment. But at one point in time, we were looking at it. If we sold everything for what we thought we could make, we at in our system, this was like two thirds of the way through. We were like five hundred thousand dollars in assignment fees. I don't know where it is right now. I don't have my system pulled up. Now that's if we sold all the properties. But again, you're looking at we invested somewhere between six to ten thousand dollars. The return on that investment is insane. People looking at this again, why are you getting in your own way? You're watching me do it. You could literally just replicate everything that I'm doing. Word for word, my responses, my initial text, the list that I'm pulling, the markets that I was hitting, you could copycat everything. My good buddy and former podcast guest, Corey Peterson, wrote a book called Copy Your Way to Success. Anyone could go onto my YouTube channel right now and go to whatever state you want, New York, uh, California, Oklahoma, Arkansas, wherever you want to go, and say, what list am I going to pull? There's the list RJ pulled. What initial text did he use? What were his quick replies? And copy it. And I guarantee you, you're going to see similar results to what I got. Is it worth the investment? Absolutely. Shut up. Get out of your own way. The next question. Should I answer the phone when I'm doing SMS text message marketing and they call me? I had one, one young man who, who I really like. I really like him. I think he's a good man, but I have to adamantly disagree with what he said. And, and I'm not going to call him out by name, but he said, I no longer answer the phone when they call me from a text message because nine times out of 10, they're just calling to tell me I have the wrong phone number or to F off or whatever, something not productive to his business. He felt like it was a waste of time. Now, my question to him was, what about the other one, the one out of 10 that does want to sell their house? 
that is calling you. What we saw throughout this challenge was that some of the best leads that we got came from me answering the phone. I tried to answer every single phone call I possibly could. One, it was entertaining for people, even the bad ones, the nine out of 10. But those ones, the one out of 10 that needed to sell their house, that had that motivation, that had a problem for us to solve, that's where the money is. That's where the gold is. Answer your phone. Why are you adding a barrier of entry to talking to a motivated seller? Of course you need to answer the phone. Now, this the only reason why I'm bringing this up right now in the podcast is because this question got asked on a daily basis, and it blew my mind. You're watching me. You're on a live right now watching me. You're wanting to learn, obviously, something. That's why you're taking the time to watch me do this. It wasn't riveting. It was pretty boring at times, just me texting over and over, quick replies, the same reply over and over. I tried to make it as entertaining as possible. But there was definitely times where it was boring. But you were watching. You're watching how I do things, and then you're asking me, RJ, should I do the same thing that you're doing? Shut up. Get out of your own way. You're here. You're literally watching to learn, and then you're asking me, should I do it the same way you're doing it? Do you think I'm going to say, no, no, I'm doing it the wrong way? No, I'm doing it that way because I know that's what it takes to be successful. If I'm in charge of acquisitions, I'm answering the phone when the phone rings. I'm answering their questions. I'm blowing it off when they tell me to fuck off. Or, how dare you? I'm going to sue you. I don't care. Sue me. Doesn't matter to me. Because the next one that calls me is going to want to sell their house. And I'm going to buy it. And I'm going to make money. That's what we do. So, yes. Answer the phone when you're doing marketing. Don't let it go to voicemail. This is, And I'm just talking about SMS marketing. But I know it's popular with direct mail. I've been in multiple masterminds where people talk about direct mail. And they say, yeah, we don't answer the phones. We let it go to a voicemail. And then, and then we listen to the voicemails and we call the good ones back and we ignore the bad ones. What about the, the gentleman in Chicago, Illinois? That called me and said, he, he called me, I believe, a fucking moron. And how dare I call his deceased wife? And then hung up on me. And I called him and he didn't answer. I called him right back and he didn't answer. And then I double dialed him and I called him back again. And he said, hello. And I said, hey, this is that fucking moron. You just hung up on me. Why did you hang up on me? You didn't let me respond. And he said, because you text my deceased wife. She died two years ago. Man, do you know how bad it made me feel when you text my wife? And you said, hey, wife, whatever her name was, we'll call her Sharon. Hey, Sharon, it was great connecting with you. And then I explained the situation. I said, I apologize about that. I know that was a trigger for you. But let me explain why. When I skip trace this house, that is in pre-foreclosure because in batch leads, you can look up and see why what list it was on. It was under pre-foreclosure. This house that's in pre-foreclosure, 
I might be able to solve that problem for you, sir. And I know it was a trigger that I text your wife. Well, your wife's on title. So I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to trigger you that way. I'm just calling to try to help your problem. He said, man, I'm sorry. Just that was the love of my life, man. And it's really hard to receive that text message. But dude, I can't afford the house anymore with the loss of her income when she passed away. And I just, I haven't wanted to get rid of it, but I'm coming to the realization, man, I can't afford the house. And you know what? I appreciate you calling me back and maybe I, I, I can, I need to sell my house. And I'm still in communication with that gentleman. Now, had I just listened to a voicemail where he said, you fucking moron, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, he's a bad one. I don't want to call him back. I would have missed out on an opportunity. It's our job to solve their problem. Why does he have that anger? Is it just because he's tired of getting te- spam text messages and phone calls? People asking to vote for Biden. People asking to vote for Trump. People asking about extended car warranties. People asking about will you sell their house? They're getting bombarded every day. Or was he the person that just got triggered because of a one little word difference? Instead of his name, it was his deceased wife's name. And all I had to do was just get through that barrier of entry. And then we're there. Now we can solve his actual problem. So yes, answer the damn phone. And last, but most importantly, always have full transparency in your marketing efforts. People call me, what are you looking for? My response was, I'm looking for a property that I can either rent out and cash flow or fix up and sell for a profit. Do you know how much time I saved by saying that? They immediately knew I'm an investor. This is what I'm looking for. When I'm talking to the landlord, he immediately knows, hey, I'm not selling my properties below market value. Very good, understood, have a good day. Or I do have this distressed property. And I understand as an investor myself where you need to be at and where you need to buy at. Because I was so quick and transparent with those sellers, it allowed me to get in front of so many more people. You saw a transition from the the first couple of weeks where I wasn't quite as transparent as I was in the end. In the end, it was very efficient, just straight to the point, very blunt almost. And some people were almost caught off guard. Where's the sales tactics? Where's the Mr. Negotiator that wants to hit me? Where's the rapport building, right? Like Carlos said, you know, in the Closers Olympics, maybe I struggled with building rapport. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, I've never gotten a contract just because of rapport. That's a fact. At some point in time, you have to tell them, I want to buy your house. And this is where I need to be. And this is why I need to be there. And that's my personality. And that's where I always want to be. I don't have to be somebody else. 
I just want to be RJ Bates the third. I'm calling to buy your house. Are you looking to sell? Yes. Okay. What are you looking for? This is what I'm looking for. Something that can cash flow, something I can fix up and sell for a profit. Is that what you have? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like a lot of people respected that. A lot of people are not receiving that kind of transparency from anyone on the phone nowadays. And I've heard from numerous people from across the country that they're seeing similar results by being that transparent on the phone. And let me tell you this. Every single night when I go home, I lay my head on my pillow. I know that everybody I talked to that day, I was fully transparent with. I didn't make up some elaborate story or, or you know, tell them that this was a house that I was looking to buy and live in or anything along those lines. It was just full, transparent. This is what I am looking for. And this is how I can help solve your problem. Can you help solve my problem? More often than not, it worked out for me. So these are the questions that got asked to me the most during my 50-50-50 challenge. And I just, I, I had to get it off my chest. The opt-out messages, just, I, I literally lost my shit so many times during the challenge where I'm like, I am in here busting my ass. And I am showing you everything that you need to be successful in this business. If you want to use SMS marketing. And the question that you have for me is, is what about those opt-out messages? People watching it live, watching with the right on my screen right there where it showed the opt-out messages and saying, RJ, how come your campaigns don't have the opt-out messages? And I'm like, they are. They're right here. Let me show you all the recent contracts we got. Oh, opt-out message was there. Oh, the initial text had an opt-out message. Time and time again, I got asked, Propelio or PropStream? Sign up for both right now. I dare you to sign up for both and not see increased results. It allows you to do so much more. You can go to more markets. You can analyze more deals. You have more capability to pull, pull more lists. It's another tool in your tool belt. That's what it is. It's not one or the other. It's both. What list do you pull? Shut up and get out of your own way. Go pull a list. Try it. Pull a different list. Find another niche. Find something else. Keep going. There's not a magic list. It doesn't exist. That's a fucking fairy tale. Get it out of your head. Is batch worth the cost? The, the, the proof is in the pudding right there. You watched me do it over and over and over again. You get your first month half off right down there at the bottom if you're watching on YouTube. Use the promo code TITANIUM. Give it a try. It's the best system out there across the board. I've used them all. I'm going to tell you right now. There was thousands of people that watched. There was tens of thousands of people that watched my live campaign, my 50-50-50 challenge. Through that, we had a couple hundred sign up using our affiliate code Titanium. There should be far more people that use that system. If you're using another system, you're doing a disservice to your business and to your family. Because this is by far the best system out there. And I will forever stand by that statement. Should you answer the phone? 
Of course you should. That's what you're doing this for. You're doing this to get the phone to ring. Get them on the phone, and that's when you close the deal. Don't add a barrier to your own results. Shut up and get out of your own way and do it with full transparency. Watch your results rise, and you'll feel better about it anyways. No more lies. No more made-up stories. No more goofy sales tactics. Just be you. Be transparent. Tell them what you're there for. They'll respect it. That's all I got for you guys. Let me know if you enjoyed this. Remember, it's been a while since I said this. I only accept five-star reviews. So if you're, if you're listening on iTunes, make sure you give me a five-star review on there. They're very much appreciated. I need as many as I can possibly get, guys. I want to get this message out to as many people as possible. So please give me a five-star review on iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you hit the notification bell because you never know when I'm going to upload a new video or go live. And also make sure you give us a thumbs up. Guys, thank you so much for the constant support. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.